Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into how businesses can help to actually see what's going on in terms of some of their marketing and branding exercises. How do you know that a certain campaign is paying off in terms of you know the results? How do you measure that a particular campaign is doing what it's meant to do? And uh, to help us through that, we are are joined by Nick Durant, who is uh, the founder and CEO of Bluegrass Digital. Uh, they are a local web, mobile, and software outfit here in South Africa. Uh, Nick is no stranger to the platform. Um, you know, we've uh, spoken to him before. It has been a little bit of time now. Uh, I think just going on over a year since we last spoken to him. Um, the last conversation um, we had with him was, um, you know, around uh, how businesses can cut uh, the cost cost of uh, building mobile apps so today we're going to be looking forward to this discussion around um, you know the use of data and all of that and how all of that um, and technology can be used to influence uh, customer behavior so nick greetings to you once again hello mediwa nice to talk to you again um, a good place for us to start always is uh, the organization. We did say that uh, you guys um, are a local web, mobile, and software outfit, but you know maybe you could uh, expand on that. Tell us what all of that means. Thank you. Well, Bluegrass really is focused around designing and building platforms and products for customers. Um, so that obviously extends into areas like um, interactive websites and e-commerce platforms. Um, and particularly per the, the topic today around, you know, um, digital experience platforms. Um, so really helping customers really unpack and um, go through user experience processes, design processes to map out uh, the best possible kind of experience for their website or even mobile applications. So when we talk about uh, influencing customer behavior, then from a platform point of view, uh, I think that's what we are now then trying to piece together to say, um, you know, from your purview, what does what does that actually look like? And if you and if someone is a business owner, how do they implement something like that? Well, uh, the process itself um, is, is quite extensive. If if you probably have the money and, and budget to invest in that process. Generally upfront, um, before we build any sort of platform, you go through a process called user experience. Um, and part of that is mapping out the, the customer journey. Um, also conducting sort of research uh, around that, around qualitative data and quantitative research, taking all these different inputs, um, which may even extend to uh, a process where you're interviewing your customers, your employees, for example, and trying to bring all this information, interpret it into designing out what is going to be your, your customer experience at the end of the day. All right. No, no, no. Thank you so much for that. And I think hopefully, um, you know, people are beginning to at least understand, um, you know, what's actually going on there. So when it comes to that uh that journey that happens what are some of the key steps uh, because you know i can imagine that maybe you, you guys are mapping out different touch points uh, maybe you guys are you know mapping out all the pl different um, ways in which people interact with businesses are you literally thinking about how we um we as customers i guess engage with the brands maybe website mobile app etc 
Yes. So, I mean, it, it's it's quite a, I mean, today it can be quite a holistic process. Um, they talk about omni-channel. So that's trying to bring the customer experience together, both the experience in-store or offline, as well as the online experience. So when you collect a data, and in, in, if I'm shopping in-store, um, that data hopefully is, you know, being collected um, and if they they possibly talk to someone at a call center, they recognize who I am and, and collect further data. And if I'm shopping online, you know, and, and log in and check out, um, uh, they're collecting more data about, about me. So you can understand that if these are disjointed, then my customer experience is going to be very different at, at, at all of these kind of touch points. But if, I'm, if they're bringing this data together, then they can obviously enhance that customer experience further. So often we don't, maybe even get access to all that data and 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 companies are still trying to pull that together i mean some are, have had a head start and certainly during the pandemic um, there's been acceleration and effort by organizations to try and um, promote um, the development of their online channels and and a lot of that is also around the data side so pulling their data together uh, um, within all their systems so they have a kind of holistic view of the customer so Obviously, technology is used um, almost at every point now nowadays in terms of defining what the best customer experience is, um, which in itself is not a kind of uh, a, a one-step process. Um, it's a, it's a really continually enhancing that experience all the time as each organization learns around inputs of this data um about improving that customer experience at the, at the end of the day and that's what it's that's what it's all about really continue to try and improve your your channels um to enhance that customer experience what do you say then uh because with everything that you're talking about receiving all the data um one of the things you highlighted just now is the fact that in certain instances um it's better when there's you know a unified platform where the data is at because if it's disjointed you know um then you might not get you know that proper holistic view and you know the more data people um gather the better and all of that what do you then say because i think what i'm trying to get at is um what is the actual need or what is the actual thing that people are missing um, when it comes to this issue and when I say missing I'm I'm merely talking about uh, before the advent of digital right somehow some way businesses were interacting with their customers somehow some way uh, businesses were able to do you know customer service some were actually good at it somehow some way call centers were operating etc but they were doing it without all of this big data what has the big data actually done tangibly um, that is actually helping businesses with their processes well I think you know there's there's certain I suppose rules through historical processes where you know um, and, and to you and I, maybe it's obvious what good customer experience is. Um, but I suppose, you know, and, and there was this sort of data analysis going on in, before e-commerce came along. Because, you know, as, as you and I walk into a store and, you know, we're looking for product placement, we're looking for category, the right category, the aisle to walk down, the experience in checking out. You know, this has been around for a long time, this sort of, sort of thinking uh, and analysis. Now... Obviously, with the advent of digital and a lot more e-commerce, 
um, that is going on. There's been a, a and technology has been able to then pull this data together from all these different points in the process, even the in-store data that is collected, um, and and be able to then pull it together so they have a, almost a single view of the customer. I, I suppose that is the magic, is trying to bring everything together and and create a single view of the customer. Uh, and that means when I'm interacting with at any of those touch points, um, both online or through a customer uh, call call center uh, or in store, they actually identify who I am and actually can then um, personalize hopefully that experience. So, you know, a lot more technology these days. And I mentioned earlier on digital experience platforms. One of the areas we focus on um, is implementing a, a certain platform called Optimizely, and that is all about pulling data and, and bringing in machine learning uh, and AI into the, the customer service journey. And, and through that, it uses data and, and starts to learn more about who I am as a customer. And that can then start to personalize my experience online as I check out. Um, and, and again, this data is collected and more learning is, is created around the customer, the personas that, that uh, we identify uh, within our organization. Uh, and, and, and that all kind of helps drive this ongoing process. It can be quite sophisticated and obviously larger organizations have the kind of uh, the money and clout behind it to actually do a lot of this analysis and implement these big platforms. But I suppose the starting point for many of the, the smaller organization is, is getting a e-commerce solution that, that ticks a lot of the boxes to start with before they start um, enhancing that that customer journey further. Um, the platforms and popular ones like Shopify are good starting points for customers because out of the box, they've got a lot of these components and tools ready to go. And then, you know, it allows those, those companies to start at some point with something fairly decent from where they can then start to do all the deeper analysis and understanding and learning around their customers from that, that point on. It certainly sounds like there's a lot that's going on and uh, that could help uh, businesses to at least understand what's going on. Um, and you've already brought in the fact that there are tools being used, digital tools. And one of the things I'm curious about is when one is using digital tools like that, is it possible to map out uh, such a customer journey um, through purely digital means and the reason why i'm asking that is because um, we spoke earlier on about how um, in terms of getting that holistic view of the customer um, one has to consider both what's going on in the e-commerce space but also at the same time um, what goes on in the physical space just so that people can um, you know get um, as as closely matched a an experience as possible um, so does does it necessarily all end up being digital or is there that ability where people can actually come in, um, you know, physically uh, walking into a store and, you know, trying to map out, maybe you can hire some young people and then they themselves walk through a store, you know, what is it like to buy A, B, C, and D, and then, you know, reporting, you know, their results as a way to see what it's like in the physical space. And then uh, the same is done when someone is uh, um, interacting with uh, an e-commerce platform. Um, or do these tools, you know, just do it um, on their own on the in a digital way? Well, I mean, there are obviously various uh, range of tools for different purposes. And, um, you know, designing in-store experiences, obviously, is, is, it, it, in itself is a, is a, a process and, and a, a learning 
that has been around for a long time. Um, and obviously in more recent decades, the, the online space has emerged and, and various tools have uh, emerged uh, as that has kind of grown in, in itself. And those tools continue to evolve and, and improve all the time. So it's about using the appropriate tool, I suppose, for the right um, purpose. And so um, at the end of the day, what, what companies do try and do is bring together a more holistic view of um, the, the overall experience because obviously the online space, there are certain steps that need to be mapped out for the ideal customer journey, uh, as well as you would from an in-store, a physical store where you're walking in and, and obviously need to identify what you're looking for, uh, the number of customer service staff that are going to help. Um, so all those sort of um, signposts and so forth, as you would expect on a website as well, uh, various signposts to help you along your way. Um, because you know it's, it's not about simply the marketing, which is really bringing you as a customer to the website or the store, or making a phone call. Um, but obviously, that whole journey, um, that customer journey throughout the process to check out, to the customer service follow up, to the reviews, to the delivery, for example. Um, so there, there are a number of steps that need to be uh, looked at. I mean, nowadays, they're also trying to bring both the in-store and the digital space closer together. And now you start to see the, the kind of use of virtual reality. We don't see it as mainstream yet. Um, we see some of the big brands around the world starting to test that sort of uh, experience. There's even um, in, 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 in Asia, I've seen um, use of um, uh, some identifying tools that can identify a customer as they come in the store um, and so then be able to determine what marketing messages uh, they should see. And it, it's adding an in-store personal experience as you would sort of expect on an online uh, experience as well. So there's more of this kind of bringing it back together uh, situation that's starting to uh, unfold. But it all depends on you know us as a where we are in 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 South Africa. We obviously are still evolving ourselves you know in terms of best of breed e-commerce experiences, and there's obviously a few leaders that um, are, are driving that um, all the time. And then there's obviously with the pandemic, a lot more of companies that weren't online have had to come online and catch up very quickly. So we've got a lot of work to do before we start to do a lot of these kind of bells and whistles. Um, just about getting the basics right, you know, in terms of customer experience. One of the things I'm quite curious about right now, because you've been talking about how um, we've focused quite a bit on the e-commerce side of things. And yes, we've also spoken about um, some of the some of the physical um, customer experiences as well. Uh, but I wanted to get your sense of which type of businesses are actually using uh, this type of thing, or rather in your experience or the type of clients that you're advising uh, as Bluegrass Digital, uh, who's, what type of clients do you find yourselves um, helping out with this type of thing? And I ask that question simply because not all businesses 
um, operate the same. And then at the same time, um, like you said, a number of businesses have come online um, over the pandemic period. So have has everyone come online and is gung-ho and is investing in all of this research and data? Uh, or, you know, do we still have those companies that are still, you know, trying to figure themselves out, you know, taking that watch and wait type of approach um, when it comes to implementing, um, you know, some of these things to say, no, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, but for now, as long as we have some type of an online presence, it's fine. We will do sophisticated, you know, sort of uh, mapping of our customer experience later on down the line. How do you see that playing out, those types of discussions? Well, uh, I suppose we, I mean, we work um, with various clients from, blue chip to smaller businesses and startups. Um, I think each of those customer types are at different points in the journey. So, you know, at, at the blue chip, we work with like Coronation and we work with companies like Mazda, for example, where we're implementing the, the technology around kind of personalization, um, customer you know, journey mapping, for example, improving those journeys and and, and refining that, that those processes where you know, the smaller clients are coming on and they're looking for best of sort of breed out of the box uh, e-commerce to get themselves online as quickly as possible and to to really get stuck into the the, the online shopping world and, and finding new customers. Now, um, the needs at, uh, for those types of businesses are all vary. And, you know, I think everyone can use um, examples of who's doing it well, you know, not only locally but globally in terms of the amazons of this world or the take lot superbalists who invest a lot of time and money in improving the user experience all the time and adding new tools to the customer journey to make um, that buying decision a lot easier because at the end of the day a lot of it is almost common sense and, and it's been around you know customer experience and customer service has been around a long time so you know m making you know you and i probably operate and get frustrated um, in store, you know, when you see no customer service reps available, or there's a long queue at the till, um, and everyone's you know walking around in store, and and no one wants to take your money, and and likewise online when you on the product page and you don't have enough images, for example, or right sizing information, and you sort of drop off, and and so you know you've that customer has lost. So all of these things. Um, you, you sometimes wonder why they're not being done because they're so obvious to you, but um, it's about taking the time to be able to correct and improve your customer journey all the time. And, and, you know, the larger and smaller uh, customers are, have different priorities, I suppose. Um, and, and slowly, but surely, I mean, more and more is being invested online. So that customer experience will improve over time. Perhaps as uh, you know, as one of the ways uh, as we're winding up this discussion, Nick, is uh, turning to the other side because we've been focusing quite a bit on the businesses, uh, but the customers themselves, the consumers, the end, um, the end user, um, the people for whom all of this stuff is being um, done to improve the experience thereof. 
um what uh, how do you gauge the feedback um you know to say okay fine um as company x um i think you mentioned a couple of blue chip clients that you guys have um and they will go they'll come to you guys you guys will help them um with uh, mapping out the customer experience and all of that um how do you then gauge from the customers themselves or the consumers um or whoever that end person is to say you know did you notice a, B, C, and D? Or is this one of those things that um, should just work in the background without um, customers necessarily knowing it's there, that all they should be seeing and experiencing is something that's seamless? Well, I think it's all about um, collection of data and as much uh, as you can in terms of learning. Um, there's, there's the obvious uh, Google Analytics, which almost every um, organization should improve employ on their website because it's free and it's one of the most powerful analytic tools out there, for example. Um, and it, it's one thing having the tool, but it's also taking the time to interpret and understand where what the data is telling you and, and how you can make those changes um, to the website. There are various other tools and different organizations use those tools, some of them also using customer uh, surveys and forms. So again, it goes back to our original uh, points around data collection, I mean, you can almost overwhelm yourself with too much data. Um, so it depends on the size of the team you have in terms of interpreting that and actually utilizing that data because it'll go back into both what is happening on your website, so the customer experience and the, um, the customer journey, but also potentially back into the marketing team, you know, in terms of their campaigns and what information and how they're driving uh, customers to the to the website or to the in-store as well. So it's about, you know, those marketing promises and actually be able to back them up through the online experience. Um, and also these platforms I spoke about can, can dynamically change the experience as a user goes along the journey. So they, they employ the AI and, and use AB, dynamic A-B split testing. So they test content or product placement on the page and then they can work out which one is doing better than the other. And slowly the platform will start to push the product that's doing better over the other one. Um, so these things are happening on the fly and often we're not aware of them, um, but they're all there to kind of focus our attention to convert us and obviously um, make the transa transaction. And ultimately, I suppose, create a great customer experience. As we end off then, Nick, uh, for the what do you call this for some of the smaller businesses or smaller business people uh, that may be listening or that uh, uh, may be curious about uh, getting involved or at least improving um, how they do this because you mentioned just now that something like Google Analytics is free to use, right? Um, what are some of the tools that maybe you could uh, recommend? Um, and I think my question is two-pronged. First one is what, what type of tools would you recommend that are either free or uh, a little bit more affordable uh, because, um, you know, the uh, small businesses sometimes don't have large budgets for some of the um, subscription services that may run into hundreds or thousands of dollars um, out there and then at the same time at what point uh, does a business person then graduate to say okay fine i need to go and talk to someone like nick um, in terms of getting that that advice around how to do all of this well there's i mean in terms of tools google analytics is, is a 
data analysis tool, um, and obviously it's free. I mean, in terms of e-commerce platforms, some of these platforms like WooCommerce, which is WordPress's e-commerce solution, or I mentioned Shopify earlier, they are low-cost sort of out-of-the-box solutions. Of course, you need someone to help you implement them, um, and that's where the service fees come in. And, and it really becomes how long is a piece of string, but they generally are, are entry level and they, they come with various components, which uh, are called generally plugins, but they are also, there are a number of them which are, are, are very affordable. So those plugins may enhance that customer journey. It may help you collect data. So start collecting um, your customer information. So you're talking CRM here. Um, <clears throat> there, there are also various other tools to, really drive you know payment options for customers um, for example and very quickly a, a small business can get themselves online um, even you know starting with a vanilla sort of out of the box solution they can easily add to that as time goes on and budget allows um, generally Google Analytics is a great tool because then it allows you to understand you know your traffic and what the behaviors are on your website in order to be able to improve that. Um, and, and those are good, probably starting points, you know, in terms of the, the tools and elements that you need to get going online. So that's been it. We were talking to Nick Durant. Um, Nick Durant just giving us some insight into uh, the world of how um, businesses can actually map out customer experiences, customer journeys um, as a way to improve that customer experience because at the end of the day, um, as little friction as possible um, would be a good way to, you know, would be a good way to help uh, drive engagement, to drive sales, you know, particularly on things like e-commerce platforms. Uh, but he's also then saying that this can also be applied, uh, you know, to other um, to other environments as well. But particularly in uh, e-commerce, it works very well because um, at least you're able to to gather, you know, a lot of data. And he's saying that that data collection is at the heart um, of all of this stuff because it can help you to gauge uh, where customers are today. And as you as you implement, as you as you plan out, as you strategize and implement new things, you as you and continuously collect data, you can see, um, you know, how some of that sentiment, um, how some of the strategies are being received um, by the customers. So, Nick, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you again, Mediwa. This is Mediwa's take. Great discussion there with Nick around uh, mapping customer experiences, uh, mapping customer journeys. Uh, very important because of everything that's going on over in the e-commerce space using data um, to your advantage. Uh, but I think it's one of those tricky ones uh, simply because, and when I say tricky, I'm just more talking about, uh, I'm now thinking about it from a small business point of view, right? Um, you know, to say, how do you even begin, you know, to map out some of these things? But I guess Yes, uh, that's why tools are, are very important. He, um, Nick spoke a lot about different tools out there. And I think, you know, if people can at least start using something like Google Analytics, it, uh, 
leads you down a good path, uh, at least to start seeing uh, what are some of the data points. And as you use things like that a little bit more, you can then start graduating, you know, to start using maybe something that's a little bit more uh, focused, a little bit more niche. Yeah, that's the first thing. And then the second one is that as much as I, I'm talking about small businesses, even uh, some of the large corporates, especially the ones that are a little bit slower to change and in innovation, um, would probably benefit uh, from something like this. Because at the end of the day, the more you understand the customer, at least the pain points, uh, the easier it is to fix some of those things and actually help uh, to drive sales um, in one way or another. It would be good to talk to Nick again, uh, just to see, you know, what's ha- what else is happening, you know, when it comes to uh, mapping out some of those things and also what else uh, businesses can do once you have the data to actually help you out in terms of, uh, you know, the customer experience. But I can also imagine that as you're gathering the data as well, you can also make decisions around uh, what to actually have um, on shelves, what to offer uh, on your e-commerce platform, what type of goods um, are in demand, you know, what's selling, what's not selling, you know, and how to improve, um, you know, some of those things. So, you know, really great uh, use of data. We keep, you know, we've been um, hearing about data science, big data for a number of years. So always good to hear some of the practical ways uh, that people are making use of data in business. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter with hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Murio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.